you are on the journey of business. An entrepreneur and innovator who spent a lifetime of advising from behind the scenes, building businesses through word of mouth and referrals. Now Mike Wolf is ready to share these strategies and business outlook with you. You're here. You're ready for the journey of business with Mike Wolf. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the journey of business. I am Mike Wolf. Today's guest is a direct response sales copywriter and conversion expert. Welcome, Allison Lex, to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I am super excited. I think we're going to have a really good time today. For sure. Yeah, I'm into it. Thanks so much for being on with me today. Let's jump into it. Tell everyone all about yourself. Well, that's a really big question, Mike. So I can start <laughs> with some highlights, some bullet points, if you will, which is Let's your go. first yeah. copy lesson, by the way, make it easy for them to consume. Yeah. Direct response copywriter. I have been writing since 2007, fell into it. That's a whole story for a whole nother day. Maybe I used to work at Glazer Kennedy Insider Circle with Dan Kennedy and Bill Glazer. That's where I fell in love with marketing. Now I live in Baltimore. I've always lived in Baltimore, but now I do still with my multiple cats, my amazing kid. And this is what I get to do for fun. Awesome. Also, I have once been bitten by a giraffe. Oh, giraffe biting. Okay. I'm in for that conversation for sure. Mm -hmm. The punchline's better than the story, but it's, it's memorable and funny. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That sounds great. You got to have something to roll with. I'm here for it. That's right. Hey, so let's talk copywriting. For those That's who it. don't know what it is and why people need it, can you break that down? Sure. So there are two different types of writing in your business. Essentially, there's writing to educate and there's writing to sell. Writing to educate okay. is your blog posts, your social media value posts, even your YouTube video scripts. That is all writing yeah. with a primary purpose of educating. Writing to sell are your sales emails, your sales pages, your yes, your website copy, your call yeah. to action posts on social, anything that asks them to take an action after they have read what you're writing, or viewed what you're saying, because this is if you have a script, or even bullet points, that is sales, that's copywriting. So writing to right. sell is copywriting, writing to educate is really more in the content world. Sure. So is that which of those do you seem to lean on more? When somebody hits you up and, and says, hey, I really need some help in this space, is it? it's more sales probably, right? I am sales all the way. In fact, I even will work with people on their content to add calls to action throughout the content, not necessarily to buy something, but to take an action to then build that engagement and that back and forth relationship. I personally believe that there should never be anything that you put out that does not have a call to action associated with it. To drag business, right? To drive business, to drive engagement, to drive response, to drive information collection, to build the relationship. Right. The, the, the worst thing that I think, I don't want to say the worst thing that someone can do because there's a lot worse things, but sure. one of the bad things, one of the mistakes you can make is to build a relationship with your audience where you are giving, 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 and never asking. Yeah. All right. I am absolutely all for the give. I love to deliver value. I think it's important and essential to this whole business ecosystem. Right. But if you never ask for anything in return, you then set yourself up in a relationship 
where they expect to just receive and they right. never expect there to be any kind of back and forth to a street type of situation, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. And you know, the funny thing is about doing this show, what I've learned, and I know you and I kind of talked about this, like, I'm wildly guilty of that, right? Like, I'm the value provider. I'm usually the one that's not always out there going, hey, I, but I want you to do this for me. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm more along the lines of trying to not necessarily give it away, but, you know, definitely being more informational than transactional. Does that make sense? Well, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's never yeah. anything wrong with saying, I want to put good in the world. In fact, that's what I personally want to be remembered for is putting good into the world. But yeah, for sure. It's also okay for me to say, hey, can you come connect with me over here? Like, yeah. even though I'm, I'm not asking you to buy something right now, but I would love for you to follow me on LinkedIn and connect with right. me over there. That is asking for them to take a, a step toward you in the relationship. If all you're yeah. doing is putting money into the relationship piggy bank and never asking them to contribute, yeah, then it's not a relationship. It's you talking at them. That's good. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I like it. So, so when you get involved in that, how much work goes into teaching the business owners the importance of what you do? You know, it's funny. There are so many different stages of that. I, there are some business owners and some organizations that they're like, I totally get it. Yeah. The, we, this is a priority for us. And this is one of our biggest resource, you know, areas of resource investment. And then yeah. there are other people that it just gets deprioritized behind all the shiny stuff. Well, I'm just going to go live on TikTok every day, or I'm going to just this, you know, X, Y, Z. Okay. That's awesome. And I love that. Right. But if you don't have your sales process set up, if you don't have the foundational stuff set up, your offers and your programs or whatever put together yeah. in a way that's going to be attractive, then what is all this visibility going to get you? Sure. So sometimes it's, it's a lot of effort and sometimes it's easy breezy. <laughs> yeah. I feel like us connecting is is definitely something that's important because like I, like I told you earlier, you know, we when we were talking before, you know, I struggle with some of the stuff that we're going to talk about today. Yeah. And, and that's a full transparency moment because I'm so successful in so many other areas that it's like, oh, you don't know about this or hey, you do, but you're just afraid to kind of take first steps kind of thing, you know? And so I think it's weird. It's a, it's a weird thing to have, a, you know, like I'm hosting the show, but like I have holes in my boat. Well, but it also, you know, you can let yourself off the hook. And I tell this to many people that I talk to, you're the expert in what you do. Sure. You're not the expert in everything else. And that's okay. You know, I work with a lot of coaches and, and experts and, you know, they're like, oh, no, I, I can totally help people repair their relationships with their mothers. That's cool. I can't but I can help yeah. you sell that to people. Like we right. all have the things that we're really good at and okay. So you may not have this particular part of, of the, the puzzle, this piece of the puzzle, yeah. or, or there is this hole in the bucket or the boat, like you mentioned, but that's why other, that's why business community is so important because then people can come in and help you plug those holes or fix that, fix that piece. And away we go. It's been, and it's been very interesting, like, you know, doing this show, it has been eye opening for me because every single person I've interviewed not only adds value and, and has opened my eyes to things that, you know, some of most of which I probably did know about, mm -hmm. but you know, a lot of it is just kind of surrounding yourself with the right business people. You know, sometimes you got to step out of your comfort zone a little bit and, and kind of 
step into the water a little bit, you know, not necessarily toe first when you do what we do, right? It's kind of like you're all in. Oh, yeah. No, you got to just cannonball right into the deep end. And I started a podcast with um, a co-host in 2020. We've since that's it's going to relaunch. It's all complicated, but we got to invite (laughs) people on there that and ask them questions that we wanted the answers to. Yeah. And how how amazing is that to have access to some really amazing, smart people and essentially be able to get a little mini coaching session right? that you publish for other people to benefit from. And I learned a lot, got a lot of insight, a lot of motivation, inspiration, and just excitement for a lot of things. So sure. I love that you're like, yeah, I'm going to ask you some questions I want the answer to. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and I and see, and I think that's the fascinating thing. Like, I I love business, mm-hmm. and I talk about it every week on my show, and it's great. But yeah. I also love people, and I I want to know what's what's up with people. I want to know yeah. what makes people tick, and like you know how you got where you are, and all the things that I'm gonna talk about today. So, oh yeah, it's just fascinating to me. So yeah, I'm, I'm always curious about that. So like, you're also known for creating products for companies, everything from helping customers write books to create content to building workshops. What's the process like when somebody brings you on and can you walk me through it? Sure. I feel like a lot of my answers are going to be like, it depends on the client, but it yeah, really it, does. 100% does. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I have some clients, some clients who they've been creating content and putting it out there for years. They've got a bank of videos, live streams, webinars, whatever. They just have yeah. a hard drive full of recorded content. In that case, then it's like, okay, what can we do to weed through this content, organize it, put it together in such a way that, that, you know, makes sense. And, and what do we need to add to it to supplement? So one of the things that, that I do when I encourage people to teach is you want to teach them something. You want to assign them something and you want to provide a resource for them to get it done. So you teach them the basic. You give them a, an action item and then give them a tool, a template, a resource, something to help them actually make that assignment happen. That's my tap method, yeah. right? I love acronyms. Sure. And so yeah. when I go through content that is already existing, okay, here's the teach. Now let's build some assignments. Let's build some resources and worksheets and let's flesh this out. Yeah. If somebody comes to me and says, I don't have anything then it's really about diving into what their customer's problem is, what they're looking to have solved, how can we help them solve it, and building the program from that way. And in some instances, I have people come to me that have written a book, and the work has already gone into putting together a well-planned, well-thought-out system to teach it. Well, so now let's reverse engineer that book and turn it into a series of workshops with assignments and resources and workbooks. Right. So depends on the t- the content that you're coming to me with, I can then help you figure out how to turn it into something that'll make you money more than one time. Sure. Yeah, that's I love that. You know, the I never really thought about writing a book until probably like two months before I started recording this show. And the idea was the more I sat down and started creating content for the show, for the business kind of just like you said, reverse engineering my my methods of the way I've done things. Yep. Uh, it, it automatically started to kind of open up doors. And I started talking to my wife a little bit about it, my kids about it. And 
it was definitely something. And, and it's like, what's funny is like, my kids are like, you're going to write a book. Yeah. Like, I'm going to write you? a book kind of thing. You know, it's <laughs> well, funny. Thanks, and I'm guys. like, you, you, I was like, you understand people pay me a lot of money, right? Like, you know, so it's kind of, it, it's, it's funny to me, but you know, and people pay us for our opinions. People pay us for our expertise on what we do. And, and, you know, I, I think that there's a lot to be had there. So Absolutely. that's definitely something that's in my wheelhouse of, of, you know, lined up to do kind of things. And so weird, weirdly nervous, slash ready to roll kind of thing, if that makes sense. So yeah, I think it's, you know, we look, I've had a book on my business yearly to do list for more years than I'm willing to admit out loud. And you get in your own head. And it's, I almost call it the curse of knowing too much. Right, right. It's like, how do I figure out what to write about? There's so much that I could write on that I have no idea. Yeah, how to make this not you know, a, a war and peace size book. Right. Well, and you know, a lot of it is like, I've had even people go, Hey, you know, you need to record your first 12 or 16 or 20 episodes. And then you need to dictate that into a book and talk about all the different things that these people brought in, whether it's, it is mm-hmm. on the failures or it is on, you know, the value adds or, you know, I, and for me, that seems a little bit chicken soup for the soul kind of status, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, you know, I think there's tremendous value in having, you know, all of you on this show and, and talking about things because, you know, if we can sit here and fill up an hour, I can do that 20 times. I mean, it shouldn't be hard for me to come up with content, you know, on, on a journey of business kind of scenario. Absolutely. Well, and the thing is the collaboration, the the, com- the compilation collaboration books, they are very, very popular, not just from a consumer standpoint, but it is nice to have a bunch of different experts weighing in on the same topic. Right. Right. So you can position it as all these different points of view. Sure. But then from the marketer's perspective, imagine the kind of book launch you could have, right? You get yeah. all of these people together, maybe have an online summit, which sure. is then promoted by the podcast and also promotes the podcast, promotes the book. It all creates this ecosystem and it's all the right. same content. Maybe the summit yeah. is like the next step of what the experts shared on the podcast itself. There are so sure. many ways to do it. Yeah. And I think, you know, even revisiting with some of those people after we've sat down and had those conversations is always fascinating because I run into some of these people that I've interviewed during my regular day sometimes and I'll run into them at places and, you know, we chop it up and we talk about numbers, which, you know, talk about business numbers, but also talk about podcast numbers because the downloads we're getting are crazy. And that's awesome. uh, I mean, so much more than I have ever really honestly anticipated a couple of months into the show. So it's pretty pumped on that's that, awesome. Sure. I'm so excited. You shared those numbers with me and I'm I'm really stoked for you. Thank you. I, I'm excited to be a part of it. Oh, I'm glad you're here for <laughs> real. I, there's a tremendous value add with you here. Well, I, you. I know. So I'm, I'm glad you're here. So let's talk about this consulting side of what you do, yeah. which we've kind of touched on a little oh, bit, yeah. but not really because consulting is kind of what you do on the other stuff as well. Mm-hmm. But you know, when somebody brings you in, like, what are some of the battles that you see entrepreneurs facing? Is it mindset? Is it <sighs> Is it just getting out of their own way type stuff? Uh, Honestly, that's a lot of it. And transparently, that's a lot of what I need to deal with myself as a business owner. I need to get out of my own way. There's there's absolutely fear of failure, fear of success, fear of whatever, and it holds people back. And if you had asked me five years ago what I thought about all that, I would have scoffed at you and, you know... labeled it a bunch of woo woo hooky who. And (laughs) now, you know, I've been on my own personal development journey, and I'm realizing where I hold myself back. But also, you know, I'm neurodivergent, I have ADHD. 
And I have had to figure out how to work with my brain instead of fighting my brain, which is a 30 plus year habit that I've built of fighting it and trying to do things the quote unquote traditional way. And so I think there really is a big movement in business toward doing business the way you want that works for you. And now empowering my clients to say, okay, you know what? That doesn't feel great to me. I'm not going to do it. That's kind of a big thing these days. But also there's a balance, okay? Because frankly, if somebody would pay me to sit on a beach and read a book and drink Mai Tais every day, that would be great. But nobody's going to pay me to do that. So I do have to do like the work. There's a really good balance between having to do the work and then choosing which work to do that's going to feed your soul and make you feel good about where your business is and as well as get results. So there's getting them to get out of their own way with the fear, but then also, hey, here are some things that I know are going to be successful for you based on my years of experience in this industry. For sure. Yeah. Getting people to to listen to that sometimes is tough on the, you know, with copywriting as well. I get people that want to push back and they want certain words and they want it to sound a certain way. And it's like, I understand, but it's done this way for a reason. Let me tell you about what those reasons are. So there's a lot of education about the way the psychology of marketing and, and sales really. Sure. Well, and see, and I think that's, what's interesting. You said like people getting out of their own way a little bit with fear. Like I, all of my business has always been referral business. I've been very blessed that way, right? It's a results driven business. My numbers are great. I, you know, I have a hundred percent success rate when it comes to that. So I've never had to go out and advertise and put myself out there and be in front of the camera and hype myself up. I, you know, I get invited to speak at things and I literally turn them down prior to this show, Mm -hmm. you know, and just because my comfort level was being inside my own successful bubble my own definition of successful bubble right and so i think what's what's interesting is now that i'm out there on youtube with the show i'm out there on apple and i'm out there on spotify and like people are starting to reach out and they want to do the show and we have great conversations and i'm networking um now i'm having to do the tiktoks and the instagrams and having my 16 year old daughters teach me how to do tiktoks and it's such a weird thing and (laughs) So comfort level wise, you know, it's, it's, and and I'm not saying TikTok is not incredible. It is because I, I mean, you know, everybody has a different algorithm, right? Mine is always business based anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, all the stuff that's coming into me is people that I follow, people that I like, people that I know, you know, so on and so forth. So, you know, the Alex Hermoses or the Gary V's or whatever, those are the people more that are in my wheelhouse of business production. Right. So I, that's been the real struggle for me. And that's just full transparency. I mean, like I always keep it 100 on the show, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with that. Okay. So every episode, I like to ask my guests about their definition on the return on investment of failure. I think it is a huge thing, obviously, that every entrepreneur faces, every business owner faces. How has failing in your journey helped you? You know, failure, it's so funny. I think there are, there are so many quotes about failure. You know, you, uh, what, I didn't just discover one way to make a light bulb. I discovered 10,000 ways not to kind of stuff. And, but I think the real benefit of failure for me 
uh, you know, earlier I talked about the fear of failure. It's also a fear of success. I feel like those are two sides of a very thin coin. But by failing, you kind of get over it a little bit. Like, okay, what's the worst that can happen? It helps you develop a little bit of, my word of the month has been hubris, which is just that I can just do anything feeling and failure helps you get there. Like in a non-business sense, why am I going to be self-conscious walking through the shopping mall when I can remember very clearly walking through a shopping mall and slipping and falling completely flat out in the middle of a very crowded food court? What could be worse? Right. You know what I mean? And so I, I really... I look at times in my life that are either failure based or just difficulty based. Yeah. If I can get through that, I can get through anything. Right. And, you know, I I like to to make sure that people know that my business as it sits right now is very very successful. This is not the first time I've tried. Sure. Yeah. I went into business in 2010 and I ran out of money. Yeah, (laughs) that's just what it was. I had to ask my mom for help to pay rent. So I got a job because I promised myself that I wouldn't have my mother pay my rent. She had to, I paid her back. Like it's been, it's been a minute. I've paid (laughs) her back since. Yeah. And so what, what's different now versus then? Well, I have a dedicated workspace. I have a more consistent client pipeline. I have more consistent hours, all of those things. So what did I do then that I'm doing differently now has helped me maintain the business itself. When I look at specific launches, right? I tried to launch a program. I had zero planning, not the right audience, and two days to put it together for a Black Friday release, and I sold a whopping zero. Right. Well, what did I learn from that? Yeah. So the return on investment is really what can you take what went well, what didn't go so well, and what can you do better in the future? Right. And also being a little less afraid to do it again. Sure. And again, I mean, there's really only a couple things I can think of that you'd fail at that you wouldn't do again, namely skydiving. Right. Right. But unless it's skydiving and you fail, just try it again. (laughs) And see, and I'm kind of one of those people that's like, why even get in the plane in the first place? You know, like I, I'm, you know, my wife is like, oh, I want to go skydive. And I'm like, it's been a good run. Let me make sure our life insurance money's up to date. Like, you know, cause right. like, if this is going to be a solo mission, I need to make sure we're good, you know, and, and, and kind of jokingly, but not jokingly, like, you know, that's just mm-hmm. not a risk I'm willing to take, for example, on the skydive. But right. in business, you know, people are just as afraid. I think about it like that for me, like I've, I've fallen big a couple of times in business where I had to to really kind of pivot and figure out what the move was for me personally, for what it was professionally. You know, I had to, I relocated to Oklahoma City. I started my business in Kansas City and relocated to Oklahoma City because it was more centrally located in my territory. But I really didn't know anyone in Oklahoma City. You know, my family's in Kansas City primarily. So like having to walk that out is fear, right? It's like, I know this is a move I have to make. And then you make the move and, and, you know, I met my wife here and I'm still here, you know, some days I'm okay with that. <laughs> you look so thrilled no, I, about that. <laughs> listen, I, I was literally dodging tornadoes less than 12 hours ago. I am, I am right. Off, I'm yeah, off no, Oklahoma I'm, City today personally, but I do not but, blame uh, you. Yeah. But you know what? That's a really good point because in failure, you also learn where your limits are. Right. You learn, okay, you know what? 
I was willing to give it a shot. I am not willing to do that again. That's okay too. Sure. Right? Especially, as I mentioned again earlier, we're about building businesses that meet our needs instead of doing business the the way that we think it should be done. Right. And if if moving to another state and or city is not within your limits anymore. Yeah. Sure. Then you know. And that's not a failure. It didn't you didn't learn that through failure. You're very successful there, but Yeah. It's an experience that taught you where a limit might be. Sure. And I think a lot of that was fear. You know, it was risk. And and I think, you know, moving mm-hmm. here wasn't necessarily a failure. It was definitely a win. So many great things have come from it. But for me, right. all I knew was winning in Kansas City. Right. You know, so it was like, can I win here? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Let's try it and see. And, you know, stepping completely out of my comfort zone. So, you know, that that's what brought me here. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, 18 years later, I'm still here. So it kind of is what it is. So. Well, and I think too, if I look at at things in my my life that have led to where I am now, you know, my my journey of starting this business is convoluted. But uh, you know, I was an education major in college. I, I technically failed at that because I decided not to right. teach. Um, but I didn't know what else yeah. to do, so I got a big girl job, which got me to Glazer Kennedy, which led me to marketing. So that quote unquote failure led me to the next stage of my life. Right. I was working for an organization. I was actually getting ready to get married. And a week before my wedding, I got laid off. Yeah. And I was like, well, I have a wedding. I have a honeymoon. I'm going to just restart my business. Well, that was almost 11 years ago. Sure. So was that a failure? Well, kind of not on my part, on the company's part. But those moments are the forks, if you will, if we're going to get really philosophical, that have led to me deciding... Yeah, let's do it. What yeah. next? Right. And so that's another potential ROI is it takes you in a direction you may not have been going before. And you know what's funny? Like every single person I interviewed had one of those moments. Every single one of us has had that moment where, you know, I knew something just wasn't it for me anymore. I chose to leave on my terms. But nine times out of 10, the people I talked to are like, you know, had they not made that move and let me go or had this not fallen apart or had I not lost this opportunity I wouldn't be having this conversation with you today. And so I I think it's always fascinating because I do think whether, you know, I I just believe that whatever power you believe in, I believe God for me just genuinely kicks doors Mm -hmm. down for me. And it's like, it's not like, oh, hey, here's your, you should go. It's like a full push in the back, you know? Yeah. I mean, whether it's a power or no power, universe, whatever, those opportunities will show themselves and it, it, things happen to us and around us, but it's our opportunity to turn them into something that happens for us. Right. It's good. And that, that's you. That's all yeah. you. You can let it happen to you or you can make it happen for you. Come on. I mean, if you want to preach in here, I mean, I'll cue the, <laughs> cue the music. I mean, I, that was a little, that was, right. you know, can I get an no, amen? But seriously, right? I, but, I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. So, well, what stuff did yeah. we not cover today that you can think of that you would like to talk about? You know, I mean, I, I know we covered the gamut of stuff, but what, what stood out? Anything, anything that we need oh my to, to cover? Well, you know, it's funny. This is actually a really good segue into how people can get in touch okay. with me. Because one of the things that we didn't talk about sales funnels, which frankly, I could probably hold an entire three-day event just rambling from the stage on is your email follow-up and how to potentially automate that as well. 
Yeah. And there are a couple of different things that you can do to get people into your world, to welcome them and to kind of kickstart that relationship off of a lead magnet. And so one of the things that I have is a download of four different automations campaigns that you can use in some different situations. And in it, I I don't write them for you, but I map them out and tell you what to say and when to send them. Right. So I'd love to offer that to your audience. And if you can throw a link in the show notes, that might help. And then maybe, you know, when you have room in your schedule, we can come back and geek out over email marketing. Come on. I'm here for it. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, that, that's really great. So, Cause I definitely plan on having further conversations with you outside of this in relation to that, because I definitely need some, some guidance per se, Absolutely. you know, I think we all do I'm at some point it. in certain areas. So uh, I'm super thankful that you were here. So finally, where can people find you online? For sure. Well, my name is Allison Lex. That is A-L-Y-S-O-N-L-E-X. And that's a dot com. So you can find me there. I um, I used to host a podcast that is coming back with a different format called System to Thrive. And the probably about a month after this episode drops, based on the dates you told me, a brand new podcast is coming on called Smart Marketing for Coaches. Come on. So System to Thrive and Smart Marketing for Coaches, right here where you're listening to this podcast, you can find me or head to allisonlex.com and that's my That's hub. awesome. Yeah, I will definitely have all the information in the show in the, in the awesome. show notes Thank and so stuff much. like that. So thanks again so much for taking the time. I'm always fascinated, you know, like I told you, you before to meet new people and, you know, people that are adding value such as yourself. So thanks again for taking the time. Thanks so much for having me. I really enjoyed this conversation. I'm glad that you are not hurt in the tornado zone. <laughs> me too. Right now. But this Baltimore girl is not down with the I'm high so, winds. I'm, listen, so. <laughs> I'm telling you, and it's only February. Who knows what this brings for the spring? So I, that just yeah. terrifying. But I'm for glad sure. You're safe. I appreciate it. So <laughs> thank you guys all so much for listening to today's episode of the Journey of Business. I hope you all have an amazing rest of your day. If you're loving the Journey of Business, please follow us over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts right now. Again, have an incredible day. I'll see you next week with another episode of the Journey of Business. To continue your journey of business, subscribe to the show wherever you find podcasts or at YouTube. And for more information on consulting inquiries, go to www.tradelinksales.com.